Hey, can you believe it, man? This coronavirus thing has me 35 days sober. I put myself on a challenge. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, you know, any drinks or anything. There's a friend of mine who was like, here, have a Savannah. Taste it. Have a taste and see what it tastes like. And I was like, gee, I'm good, brother. I do not want to have a taste of it. I'm actually, I'm okay. Um, in case you're wondering why the hell I started with that, welcome to the Hyper Extended Podcast, the best podcast in South Africa. And very soon we will prove that. I do hope so. It's the start of something major, you know, fucking huge. Um, so what I wanted to talk about is something that during this entire isolation thing, I had to find myself and realize that, man, I've got quite a lot of problems. And what I mean by that is introspection. Now, everyone is like, oh, it's a period of introspection. It might make you feel better. You feel amazing after doing this. And I'm just there like, fuck, I'm generally not going to feel better. Because introspection makes you look at the deeper things to you that you don't like looking at. So I've been reading this book, right? It's by Mark Manson. And if you know who Mark Manson is, then you know which book I'm actually talking about. Right, And in this book, he mentions how all of us are generally entitled. So I was thinking to myself, what is this guy even saying? I'm far from being entitled. Like, I'm not an entitled person. I never call, you know, like, I never really say, hey, yo, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that. Unless I really prove it. But it's rare for me to say something like that. You know, I usually just keep it to myself. And I'm like, yeah, it is what it is, you know, stuff like that. So... He was saying that people are entitled in two different ways. One is you put out how you're entitled. So what he meant by that is you could be someone who, let's say, wants to be the best musician in the world, right? And one thing you say is, I'm the best musician that's ever been in the world. I've done great music. And yet you've hardly released anything. Or maybe you've taken out one song and it bombed, but you're actually saying you're the greatest musician to ever do it. Now, in my eyes, when I look at something like that, I think it's a positive thing because I'm like, when you use something that you put out into existence, you know, everyone's like, yeah, yes, girl, yes, girl, put it out into existence. And you put something like that into existence. You find that, okay, cool. Um, it does happen, but it's really rare. But Mark Manson says that it's not something that's good. So it's not good to put out something like that because... You're clearly entitled. You want everyone to believe that you're the best in music. You want to convince yourself that you're the best in music. And you keep selling that particular thing every single time that you're the best to ever do it in music. And yet, you've hardly done the work. Now, I looked at that and I was like, well, that's not me because I hardly, I hardly sprout out things about myself that make me feel like, oh, you know what? I'm the greatest to ever do it or whatever the case may be. I'm usually just calm. I'm chilled. No big problems, no anything. Just, you know, I'm trying to work towards a goal or whatever the case may be. But then he touched on another point and he was saying how we live in a society where depression, anxiety, um, disorders, bipolars, you know, all these things are affecting us in the biggest way possible, right? They're affecting us. They're destroying us. We don't know how to cope with them. You know, we, we sometimes use them as an excuse. Now, when he said that, I was like, I was taking it back a little bit because for me, for those who don't know, I suffer from clinical depression and anxiety in general. So obviously to monitor what I go through or how I go through things is that I don't, 
I take medication. I almost said I, jeez, I almost said I don't take medication. I take medication to keep me nice and balanced so that, I, you know, not everything really affects me type of thing. Because I take things to heart, like, very seriously. You know, it's like the pandemic. I mean, everything was going well for me this year. You know, I started working in events management. I'd left, jeez, uh, I, I almost said Roy. I'd left radio, which is something I really love. But unfortunately, where I was working, it wasn't really paying me. And I started to hate my co-host as well because we're just, we had a lot of issues, man. You know, she's like two years older than me and she's feeling all entitled that, you know, she, she, she ruined a lot of things and I was starting not to enjoy it. And it was like, okay, cool. This, I've been here for four years. I've been with my co-host for like a year and she's making everything unbearable. You know what I mean? Like she's so unbearable. I honestly, honestly speaking, fuck. It's like, okay, cool. We made good radio. The funny thing is we really did make good radio. But she always only thought about herself, which pissed me off quite a lot. But that is the name of the game, you know? And I was like, you know what? This isn't paying me even a cent. Like, I love what I do. I've been doing it for four years, but I'm not earning anything off this. And unfortunately, my mom is about to get into retirement. I need to make a plan. I need to find a way because my mom can't be giving me some kind of an allowance you know i need to find a way and you could say that sometimes we pressure ourselves because we feel like okay cool i'm 20 i'm going to be 23 next year which is this year and i'm still not like in a way earning my own cash i'm earning here and there from voiceovers or certain things but i'm not earning from my own cash what am i doing what am i doing to improve my life you know and i don't know i think it's a common problem that we all face as i'm not even gonna say millennials because we're more gen uh gen z but we face this problem of wanting to do everything you know we want to do everything we want to be successful because we feel like we're running out of time i face this problem because i feel like i'm running out of time i'm only 23 years old yet i feel like i'll never make it to radio or i'll never you know achieve any other thing outside of radio that i wanted to achieve you know i don't look at what i've done so far i look at what i haven't done so far and that's how we pressure ourselves. But going back to Mark Manson, Mark Manson was saying how a lot of people who go through depression, anxiety, or whatever the case may be, want people to feel sorry for them. Now, that was a big, big look at myself. I was like, damn, maybe he has a point about me. Like, for me, I go through all these things all the time, and I usually feel entitled. And he was like, that's how you feel entitled. You feel entitled because... You want someone to feel sorry for you. You want someone to look at it and say, oh, Tabo's going through this. Tabo's going through that. What a shame. You know, let's help him. Let's care for him. And it's like, that's entitlement. And it gave me a horrible look at myself because I had to look at myself through that. And I said, wow, I actually have used my mental health a lot as a crutch. You know, and maybe... I used to feel like I'm justified in doing so and maybe I'm not justified and maybe I am. But I look at how I had a radio show in 2018 and this is when I was going through like depression on a higher level of any kind and I was not on meds and I was just going through it. You know, the suicidal thoughts, all types of things like that. And I looked at how during that year for me, there was a show I used to do on a Sunday and it used to start between 6 and six and 9 p.m. And I remember the one time, I think it was around... October or so I started like I cried before my show man like I was trying to prepare the show and I, I cried like I was like I can't do the show I was in the production studio bawling my eyes out and obviously there's no one there you know on a Sunday when you're doing 
radio usually. I don't know if it's like that in a commercial or community space, but usually in a campus radio space, yeah, there's no one. <laughs> it's yourself. <laughs> and I was crying, you know, I was, I was, I was just bawling and I'm like, I can't do the show. Then I was like, yeah, but I love being on a mic and talking a lot of shit. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Let me just go back. Let me just do the show. And I did it and I got home and I was just worse and worse and worse and worse. And I started to figure out that, okay, cool. Ever since then, if I have a problem, usually, because people like saying, if you're depressed or you have anxiety, just speak it out. Speak to someone. Tell us. Tell someone. We want to know, eh? And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, fuck, boss, I'm going through an anxiety attack. I'm not feeling good today, so can I miss work? And some and radio people, especially if you're not getting paid, are usually sympathetic. They're like, well, cool, don't don't come to work, you know? It's whatever. And a part of me would sort of be like, no, but like these people, they should be giving me like saying, hey, we can help you, you know? Are you okay? You know, giving me more attention, giving me more, we can help you, man. You know, um, don't go, stay. You know, you know, the show wouldn't be the same without you type of thing. And it's usually not like that. That's the sad part. It really, it really is never like that at all. So I remember last year sometime, right? And I think I was going through a breakup and sad story. These are things we're going to talk about all the time because I go through a lot of breakups and unlike the average human being, I don't know how to take them and just move on. I always ponder and, you know, I live on a breakup forever. I'm like, damn, this breakup has been so bad, bro. It's been so fucking hectic. Like, you know, it's a disease. And you find that it's actually not that bad. You can, so you can just move on. You know, it's a part of life. You're 23. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I don't, just leave me the fuck alone, bro. I'm feeling sad because of this. So I remember what had happened is I broke up, I broke up with someone because they suddenly in two months changed like our relationship was beautiful. I was always, I could, see, I was seeing them and I could see them. I really, really loved them. You know, it was really amazing. Um, and she was going through something and I was trying to be there for her, trying to, you know, like treat her the way I wouldn't want people to treat me when I'm going through a mental illness or whatever the case may be or a tragedy or whatever, like people to leave you, you want support. And she wouldn't allow me to support her and she'd continue to push me away and push me away and push me away. And I'd be like, I don't understand why is this happening? So I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I need to get out of this relationship before it destroys me because this thing is this thing is generally hurting me right now. Like I'm not feeling good at all. It's starting to destroy me. It's not something that's amazing. I'm not I'm not enjoying this. I'm genuinely not enjoying this. This is not fun at all. Like <laughs> like let's just let it go. You know, let's let it go. And I let it go. And I remember the day I let it go, I remember how I was crying in the corridor, just crying and crying. Because I couldn't understand Like I suddenly had a perfect relationship With a chick I actually thought like Yeah you know One day you could marry a girl like this Because I know that If you have older siblings like me They keep on telling you how You shouldn't think like that a lot But I thought like that I was like you know what Yeah no I'm gonna go follow this girl Even if it's like A two year relationship Three year relationship I said that because I'm usually in relationships That last Three months At the highest so like with this one, I see it very long term, like things are working out, things are great, she's amazing, you know, everything I could have asked for. And then it just, it just didn't happen. So I was crippled by that. Like, I genuinely felt like Oscar, oh, no, actually, uh, let's not 
damn it. I keep forgetting, you know, that Oscar Pistorius did some horrible, horrible, horrible things. We cannot, can't even use them as, as an example anymore. Thanks a lot, Oscar. You're like, you, you fucking ruined it for all of us. But my point is, I felt so crippled. I felt like I couldn't move. I felt like, okay, cool. What can I, what can I do to get over this? So obviously I had radio every day at this point, you know? And I couldn't do shows. Like I remember my new boss had come in at, at, at my old radio station and she's amazing. She's probably, probably, she's probably the best station manager I've ever worked under. And I say this only because at our station, we had like three station managers and like all of them sucked until this last one. She really was amazing. She really guided me in so many ways. She, she was brilliant, brilliant, a brilliant person. And I kept on using the excuse of, no, I'm not feeling well, I'm not coming to work. And no, I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling all suicidal. You know, I'm not feeling great. And my boss would give me a lot of sympathy compared to like, even my co She'd give me sympathy and be like, you know what? If you need anything, just talk to me, call me, you know? And then she even told me a deeper story about someone who was going through kind of the same thing, um, but on a larger scale. And she was the, an amazing boss. I was really happy with who I was working for because of stuff like that. Um, so pretty much, I would always use the excuse, like if I'm feeling sad or not okay, or some mentally, I'd use the excuse that my mental health would is something that is affecting me enough for me not to work. And sometimes you look at that and you say, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have just worked. You know what I mean? Or I don't know if I should say be honest, maybe be like, I'm just not in the mood to work or something, you know? And I'm not too sure because genuinely I would feel, I would be crippled by my mental health, but I shouldn't be crippled enough for me not to go to work because I have the meds. I should be okay. You know, everyone's like, you should be okay. You've got meds. Meds solve everything. And it's like, not really. It's like, Meds plus therapy. And I was hardly getting therapy because most of the time, my therapy sessions would happen at a time where I'm supposed to be at the radio station. So sometimes I'll start out going to re- like therapy and all of a sudden I'd be maybe 30 minutes late for a briefing. And it's like, but I, have to, I had to go see my therapist and everyone would be mad at me and be like, oh, why are you going to see a therapist? These are just excuses. Especially my coach. She gave me a lot of like grief for seeing my therapist you know like why why it doesn't give you a right to be late which it doesn't she was right but you see now i had to be like okay cool i have to sacrifice one thing and that's either the radio show or my therapist and i loved radio to an extent that i was like okay you know what fine i'm not going to see my therapist i might just cope with myself maybe read some things and the more i didn't see my therapist the harder everything got you know but I still made it, the excuses. I still made excuses that, okay, cool, I'm going through mental health problems. When I could have just faced it and be like, no, go, to, go and do the show. And he was saying that this is what makes us entitled. Back to my point about Mark Manson. This is what makes us entitled. Because we feel like we're special. And when he said the word, we feel like we're special. I, I, felt, very, I felt very attacked. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> I thought I am special, you know, like I'm going through mental health problems, genuinely speaking. And he was like, no, it doesn't make you special. In fact, it makes you entitled. And he said, there's two types of people in this world that feel entitled or feel some type of way when they're going through something. I looked at that. I was like, wow, it felt like a personal attack. I was like, damn, I'm being attacked by a book, you know, like 
I didn't, I didn't enjoy the self-isolation to be attacked. I'm already feeling bad, man. I'm not working at the moment. You know, the guy I'm working with, I love him. He gave me a great job and I can't even work with him right now because obviously the industry is at halt. Events are at halt. Everything is halting. Like we can't, we can't do anything. So obviously I felt like, okay, yeah, this is pretty stressful, man. Like I hated, you know, I was very distracted with, you know, the things I could be doing right now, the work I was doing or about to do because i mean i started working with the with the guy i'm working now with for like the last three weeks at that point before lockdown and it was like fuck i'm gonna go a month if not more not working especially with this guy because i look up to him he knows that where i want to be as well he's someone who's in the space that i want to be in and now it's lockdown and the funny thing about lockdown is you can't, or not even lockdown, the funny thing about coronavirus is that you can't blame anyone for it. There's no one you can blame for the coronavirus because it's happening to everyone. And that's what we keep forgetting, or what I keep forgetting, that it's happening to everyone. So there's no point. You can cry and be like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm not working, whatever. But how many other people have either lost their jobs Working from home, not working, worrying about where their next salary is coming from. You know, I was one of those people like, I was so excited this year because I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to move out for the first time this year. I'm taking a bit of a financial risk, but it's fine. Like I'm willing to take it because what is life without risk and challenges? I looked at it from, or I looked at it from that perspective. But back to my story with Mark Manson, he was saying that, even when you think you're special or that people should, you know, look at you in some way and care about what you're going through in some way, you're also entitled. And he gave me two examples. He said, you're entitled if you feel that you're the best and everyone else is wrong. Or, you know, like with me, I'm very outspoken. So it's not that I don't allow opinion, but sometimes if I don't value your opinion or I don't see how your opinion, your opinion changes how I think about things or how we're looking at things, then I'm just like, well, fuck you, really. Like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Say what you got to say, but this is what I believe in. And he says that for people like that, and maybe sometimes, but I'm not, okay, I'm not heavy though. It's, it's not that I'm that heavy. But my point is, for people who always don't, let's say, listen to what other people have to say a lot, and they feel like, okay, cool, you know what? You are, you're wrong. You don't know what the fuck you're saying. You don't know what the hell's going on with me. You don't know what I'm going through. Or, or things like, I won't listen to you because, you know, they're haters. People are haters. And he was like, even if people are haters against you and you feel like, okay, cool, you can't cooperate with them because they're haters, then that's a problem, you know, because you're trying to make yourself special or f- put yourself in a bracket that's special and you're not. And I was like, whoa. I was taken a bit back because for me, I know how some of my friendships have ended as a result of a friend feeling jealous for whatever reason. And I could not understand myself type of thing. But, you know, some, some friendships, like I've looked at it because of that book. I've looked at some friendships and I said, you know, I don't have to be friends with that person again or get back to what we used to be. But I can speak to them because genuinely I still do care about some of them, which is the truth. I just don't know how I'm going to contact them, though, because I'm a bit scared. But anyway, the second point Mark Manson put out was that then there are people who are like, no, it's fine. All of you guys are great. And I'm, I suck. I'm just shit. You know, I'm shit. I, I don't mean anything. You know, like nothing about me is really that special. And he was saying that people like that 
who do that also feel special. Therefore, they feel entitled. It's mind-boggling. I looked at that and I was like, wow. Like, it blew my mind. Generally speaking, I was like, my mind is truly boggling. You know, like, I have a mind that's very, like, looks at some things and it's like, wow. And what I hate about this is because I went through a recent breakup. And the person that I used to date was saying to me that right now, like, with the whole, you know, um, isolation, lockdown thing, I've been, like, there was maybe weeks also, I was talking to no one. I was just on isolation, not talking to anybody, dealing with myself because I hurt this person indirectly in a bad way. And I've been being myself about it the whole time. And they were saying that, you know, Tabo, you always, you always want people to check up on you. Always people must check up on you because you're the one who's got like depression and anxiety. You're the one in the mess. But when do you take the time to check up on other people? And I realized that, okay, she's got a point. She's right. Like, I have been wrong in that regard. I've been so caught up in myself and dealing with myself that I haven't looked at what other people are going through as well. How it could be affecting them. Some people who probably don't go through a problem like this, but it has happened anyway. They're now facing it. And I was like, man, she actually has a point. She does have a point about that. So... What this lockdown has done is it has made me look into myself. And what I mean by that is it's made me look into myself to say, am I being a good person? Am I being the best version of me that I can be? It's made me analyze if I've done things badly or not. It's made me analyze how I've handled certain situations. And that's the thing. I hate introspecting so bad. I don't want to introspect for shit. I run away from it. But what Mark Manson also says is, the more you run away from it, the more it comes back anyway. If anything, I've looked at this and I said, you know, I didn't have time to see my my psychologist last year. But now I sort of do. And not because of the pandemic, because even in the work that I was kind of doing, I had the chance to see him any other time. And I could have hit him up, but I was so caught up in moving up in the world or working hard and seeing where I I go to that I've forgotten about my mental health in general. And that for me, it goes through a lot, but it also means that I'm not special because there are so many other people who go through things and they have a way of handling it as well. So it's, it's, it's mind boggling. It's, it's tough, you know, but it's the truth. I looked at it and I was like, wow, it's the truth. Like some things about you are just the truth. You know, it's like with me, if you piss me off, generally speaking, if you piss me off, I'm probably going to, I always say this, I'm going to emotionally destroy you. If I know something about you or things about you that are deep, I'm going to destroy you with it. And that's if you piss me off a lot, but it doesn't make it right. I should be able to be like, okay, you know what? This person has pissed me off. Walk away. You have no reason to attack them more. You have no reason to go into their soul. Just walk away. Just be like, you know what? It is what it is what has happened has happened and just move on but you know i find that difficult but these are things that you look about yourself you're like fuck i never knew i was like this and that's the thing about the mind is that it's very mind-boggling it's very complex it's something that you never thought you would notice about yourself And I don't know, I feel like 
yes, I feel like, yes, I want to go back to work. I feel like I want this thing to end. All of us want this thing to end. We want to get our lives back. But there's something I've realized that everything is going to change after this. And I'm sure all of us have realized that so many fucking things are going to change. And that's why I decided to start hyperextended. I decided to start it because I wanted to be more honest and truthful about my radio. And although my dreams are still to be in top commercial radio stations, what I've always wanted to do is to create. And what I've always wanted to do is to speak to people or speak to myself about things that we're usually so fucking afraid of talking about when we can just speak about it. You know, and if it's on your own platform and your own ideas, then you genuinely have nothing to lose. And that's how I've started to look at it. You have nothing to lose. All you need to do is be honest with yourself. So I had like two other episodes that I recorded like a month and a half ago now. And those were the first episodes I wanted to take out. And this was before the lockdown. This was when the breakup was still fresh and recent you know, like when a lot of things were still fresh and recent and now it's passed. And I was like looking at it and I say to myself, no, I'm going to wait until this thing passes and then I'm going to release these episodes. And what Mark Manson said is there's two things that people can do in in a state of an epidemic or pandemic. You can either sit there and do nothing or you can sit there and look at opportunities that are out there for you to do. So I've decided that, you know what, I've been sitting at home for too long. I've been sitting in my grief and my sorrow for too long. I've been sitting in my excuses of my mental health for too long. Let me start doing something. And if you're listening to this, I hope that it helps you out. I hope that we can talk about it. I hope that we can engage. I hope that we can start speaking as people and stop being these social media people that feel like we're bots and we don't exist. When we are people, we do talk. And I feel like it's the time for us to have discussions. Why not? So on Twitter, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Tabo underscore the Rex. It's T-H-A-B-O underscore T-H-E-R-E-X. And that goes for my Instagram as well. If you want to have a discussion where we can talk about anything, where we can say what's on our fucking minds and feel like we're not judged, where we can throw our opinions I know that it's our opinion. No one can shake it. You know, we're all different people. Let's learn from each other. In fact, more than anything, this has made me realize how I miss people. I miss hanging around people so much. I miss hanging around my friends. And I have my reasons for that because of the COVID. But even like someone, you can easily say, you know, you can video call. And even that is not that great because you're like, dude, I want to sit with my friends, have a gin, a beer or whatever and talk because that's how I love it. But right now, we need to find another way of how we communicate. And I think this is the best way. So subscribe to my podcast. It's called Hyper Extended, right? H-Y-P-E-R-E-X-T-E-N-E-D. Hyper Extended. Oh, no, I got that wrong. H-Y-P-E-R-E-X-T-E-N-D-E-D. Hyperextended podcast. Welcome to the first episode. And uh, you'll probably hear that a lot because, like I said, I have other two episodes I recorded before this. But it's time. It's time for us to speak about these things. It's time for us to hash it out, whatever the case may be. And if you're someone who knows me and you've got a problem or you want us to talk about certain things, hit me up. 
We can even talk about it on the podcast itself. So welcome to the Hyperextended Podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, there'll be more content. Of course, there'll be more things that I'm going to discuss during this time. But like I said, it was time for me to do something instead of sitting at home in my sorrows. It's either you put up or shut up. See you next time, guys.